Hi guys, this is Watching People Cook. I'm Pepper Proxy. And I'm David. And we are here to talk about the first two episodes of MasterChef Junior. Yes, and which, they were exciting episodes. They were on last night. Um, they did a good job casting the kids. It looks like it's going to be an exciting season. Um, as usual, they showed a preview of the season, which I thought showed too much. Oh, you thought there were a lot of spoilers? A lot of spoilers, mostly because I really like the, um, food dumping segments and they showed <laughs> several of them during that opening thing, but they did show the first and second episodes in that, but they also showed that there's going to be a circus-themed episode, and a summer camp-themed episode yeah. where they're cooking for campers. Can you tell me your favorite food dumping episode ever? Um, I don't think I can just offhand. There have been a few really good food dumping, uh, <laughs> food dumpings, but um, I tend to like the sweeter ones more than the savory ones. So I really enjoyed the ice cream sundae. That was in the episode yeah. tonight. Like that was one of my my well, the second episode, I guess. But yeah, that was that was a really good one, and I enjoyed the uh, cherry hat that they had Gordon Ramsay wear in that. Yeah, it reminded me when we were talking about Dara and her little headband mm-hmm. that was like a Hello Kitty headband. It was kind of like a, a little cherry headband for Gordon. It was. Well, should we kind of talk, get into that first episode here? Yeah, please. So, um, one other thing right before we get into that, um, I just have to do a little call out for Christina Tozzi's cupcake skirt, which I can't wait to see that episode. Yeah, that one looks fancy. Fancy. And they have her lit like she is the fanciest Disney princess you have ever seen. Well, because she is. <laughs> and and uh, you could see hands were held to heart amongst the little girls that were there. The little girls and maybe Mateo or Mateo too. Yeah, there were yeah. a couple that were like, yeah, <gasps> yeah, like she because when she's revealed, it's going to be like she's the cake topper from a wedding cake where someone marries themselves and cupcakes. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which, I, if someone said, I'm having a party where I marry cupcakes, I would go to that party. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be a fun one. <laughs> but then it could get kind of weird that you're also eating cupcakes because they married the... Uh, well, anyway, so to get into the show, mm-hmm. um, they the first challenge... Um, was a breakfast challenge. Mm. And I kind of figured maybe we'll just talk a little bit more since there is an uh, entire cast of 24 children at this point. Let's just maybe talk a little bit more about the ones that are more featured. Yeah, and the trick, as everybody knows in reality shows, is that the first few episodes, they feature the best and the worst. That and on Master Chef Junior, I don't know if you've noticed this, but the past couple seasons they have not featured the winners in the first couple, the first couple episodes. They've maybe been there, but not really featured players. I know they. There was a a, a kid in a camo hat that uh, was in this episode that they cut to twice for reaction shots. I could. I didn't see him. He he was in camo. <laughs> yeah, he was in camo hat, and they cut to him for reaction, and they showed like what his breakfast dish looked like. But they showed him reacting to something that someone said. But they haven't introduced his name or anything else about him. So we've said in the past. Sometimes in episode six, all of a sudden someone steps forward, and um, it's like in that episode of Lost where they decided they were going to introduce new main characters. And they were like, people walked forward and were like, we've been here the whole time and we know everybody and we have established relationships. And the fans were like, no. Yeah, I don't, I stopped watching Lost at that point. Right. So, <laughs> so, but they do that to these, the people at MasterChef are great storytellers. So they do a really good job of giving you enough information so you can feel some stakes, especially yeah. in these early episodes. It's hard because you don't really know the kids and they have 24 kids to introduce, which is 
a lot. That's true, for sure. I agree. There are a lot of kids to introduce, and um, you don't know all of them, but I have to say, right out the gate, I know one of them. Who's that one? Which one? Matthew. <laughs> yeah, I do. Which? <laughs> Matthew is Pepper's favorite. Well, it, this is why. he Right now, he's one of my favorites because, as David said, um, when we were talking about Matthew, he David said, he is a real little kid. And I have to agree, there are other eight-year-olds. He's one of the eight-year-olds. I think there are three other eight-year-olds, maybe four. But Matthew, in his little blue car t-shirt, and his commentary, and his um, enthusiasm and pure joy, just is amazing. I I love that little kid. I think it is amazing. And, And I have to say, too, we can get into this more later, but... His self-talk in his head is great. It's phenomenal. His parents must have whispered sweet nothings into his ear his whole life because his self-talk is like so calming and beautiful and sharing. It's amazing. It is. Especially like the first thing he said that really touched me was he said, that's the biggest pantry. The pantry is the biggest thing on earth. Yes. (laughs) Which is pretty darn cute. Yes. So, um... So going into the challenge, the breakfast challenge, um, we have to say, I mean, it was a 45-minute challenge, which seems like it's plenty of time. Yeah. Um, And it was plenty of time for um, Seattle Sadie to make some egg cups, do a Julia Child's impersonation, as well as to say she has a very refined palate. Well, I think I think Sadie, which I I like Sadie, and you'll know I I said Sadie's one of my favorites, not only because we're in Seattle and she's a local Seattle girl, so we're pro Sadie in that sense, but also I think Sadie um, they got Sadie to perform her audition tape. At in the actual episode because yeah. they even had her repeat the refined palette in the interview segment. So she was prompted to say things that she had said in her interview tape. And she's obviously has a lot of personality and she's very smart. Yes. And I think she even says that she's like a very adult yes. girl. And so she, um, and in her audition tape, she had obviously done Julia Child. Yeah. And so Gordon Ramsay was like, Who's your hero yeah, to yeah. try and get her to do it? And she's like, my mom. And he's like, and? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was <laughs> and, super cute. <laughs> and and her, her um, impersonation was adorable as well. Very, so yeah. it was great. Really great to see. So she ended up being in the top three. And then we also have Ivy, who which who who is one of the little um, girls that we talked about when we were first talking about the show, but we didn't know her name. Um, but I- Ivy is from Atlanta, and she has a red hat, a red fedora, which, you know, yep. you got to love that. Um, and she made French toast and a bunch of other stuff on the plate. Well, here's the thing about Ivy's. Um, I think hers was the dish that I would want to eat the most, but it looked the least impressive of the top three dish dishes because it yeah. looked like... Someone had made you a delicious breakfast, breakfast and put it on a plate sure. and given it to you and you ate it and you were like, this is a fantastic breakfast, yeah. but it didn't look like... A composed fancy pants. Exactly. Yeah. But but if you had said, like, here's three dishes, which one of these would you like to eat? I would have chosen that oh, one. Oh, sure. So that was kind of my my hit on the of the Ivy situation. Well, I what I thought was funny was Aron, he had to give a little bit, a little bit um, of... Uh, constructive feedback yes. and his constructive feedback to Ivy, which just seems so kind of made up and like out of the blue, was if I had to give one, if I'd have to say one thing, I would say more sugar on the bacon. Which she it was crazy. I think I think that on the cooking shows now, they don't think preparing bacon is cooking. Is enough. <laughs> is enough. So you have to candy the bacon yeah. to show that you've like changed the bacon in some way. Because otherwise, you just have put the bacon in the pan and cooked it. And I would prefer non-candied bacon on just on a plate. 
Well, yeah, that I mean, that's your preference. You'd like it pepper with pepper, right? On it. But I'm saying, yeah. it, like, especially if you do something like bacon and pancakes and um, sweet cream, mm-hmm. like you would want the bacon to be the salty component. Yeah, the you wouldn't piece. want it to be like more sweet. Well, not our own. He wanted more oh, sugar on that bacon. I know. He was like, "Ooh, <laughs> this this is way too savory for my palate." And she made French toast too, right? Which is why I was like, I thought it was smart of her to actually leave it salty. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, I that was my that. hit on it. Okay, so then should we talk about Ben um, with his Japanese <laughs> pancakes? Who also wants to open, did you catch this, a kid-friendly nightclub? Yeah. Ben, ben, Ben's ben got some, some plans. <laughs> he sure he's, does. He's, and I don't want to jump ahead, but Ben is one of two children that lives in a mansion. Yes. And he's going to be a captain of industry someday. and, and Someday soon. Someday soon. <laughs> yeah, like tomorrow. He's going to be a captain of industry. and um, But I will say also, his plate was the prettiest of the three. Like, if you were looking at it from just at a purely, like, I want this in the Food Network magazine or cooking magazine. Yeah. Like, his is the one you would want to take the picture of. Yeah, well, those, um, the, he made the Japanese pancakes. Yeah. And I have to say, I've been fascinated with the Japanese pancakes because, you know, I like to watch tasty video the tasty videos um which is a division of buzzfeed and sometimes some of my favorite um personalities like to make recipes and for sure those japanese pancakes are one that um not only do the like the more professional chefs like to make but it's also a challenge that they give out to other people so i was impressed with ben not only because he lives in a mansion which we'll see later but he also seems to have done some research yeah. on what the most um, popular trends right now are. So what what is the difference between like an American pancake and a Japanese pancake? Have you watched enough to know? Um, I, I think I have, but maybe I'm wrong. So correct well, me if I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, I don't know. But, I'm asking because um, I'm curious. So the Japanese pancakes are made in with a technique of... Um, like uh, beating the egg white, so they're um, soft peaks, I think. In some right. recipes, they're like soft peaks. And then folding in the flour and the other ingredients, sometimes they have a little bit more egg than traditional pancakes. And then they are cooked in a ring, um, like a ring mold. Okay. So they become super duper fluffy and pretty, hi- like pretty high. So an in- sometimes over an inch tall. I gotcha. Okay, yeah. so it's kind of like a puffier one, almost like a mattress cushion, like one of those foam cushions <laughs> yes. kind of thing on a mattress yes. rather than just a f- normal, I don't want to say American, but yeah. a traditional... More like a Casper mattress right. than a Serta Perfect Sleeper. Gotcha. Okay. And we aren't sponsored by either. <laughs> no. So... <laughs> So, but so he's he's probably been watching the same videos that you've been watching. I I have a feeling he maybe has. Right. So, but it was a pretty dish. Yeah, I think so. I thought I thought um, Christina gave him really good feedback when she was like critiquing his dish because the thing about Christina that I love is that she's able to um, tell the contestants some things that needed improvement, but she doesn't ever. Put, couch it in a way where it's about the contestant. It's about the food, which gotcha. I love that she did that with Ben as well. And I, and if I can just mention as a side note, um, Ben wanting to open a kin, kid-friendly <laughs> nightclub, non-alcoholic. When I was a baby pepper, like a teenage pepper, um, in the town that I grew up in, there was such a nightclub. What was it called? It was called Fat Daryl's. And <laughs> I was not allowed anywhere near Fat Daryl's. I just, I wasn't allowed to go. What, like during the day, um, my best friend and I, um, we'll call her Snooky because that's what I called her when we called yeah. each other Snooky growing up. And it was before Jersey Shore. Um, but Snooky and I would walk by Fat Daryl's in the daytime um, longingly. 
but we were now we were never allowed to go there and party. Got you. So I I kind of like give Ben kudos to wanting to do that, but all I can say is good luck because Fat Daryls went belly up. All right, there's so no more Fat Daryls. So who won the challenge? Okay, so the the twist was what? All three of them win. What? Yes. <laughs> Which you know what that means, David. What? Picking the mystery box challenge. Yeah, for for the other um, the other kids. Which they go from breakfast to lunch, ladies. Right, and um, I enjoyed the fact that they put on the hairnet. Okay, not only did you enjoy the fact they put on hairnets, Ivy was tickled by that. She was. To the point where she says, kind of under her breath, I don't want them to take the hairnets off. Yes. Which I thought was pretty cute. And so I'm imagining Ivy's school may actually have someone with a hairnet. That she loves. That she loves. Yeah. That she loves. Because it's it's one of those... Or she knows someone that wears a hairnet. Yeah. Well, she likes her hats, so she likes yeah. headgear. I know. She's pretty cute. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I also like the fact that Sadie stepped right up because she was one of the one of the winners who got to decide who gets what. Yeah. She stepped right up and started deciding who makes what She lunch. had strategy in mind. But what kind? What do you think? Tell me more about that. Well, I just think she she had like some people go in and like Matthew is just there and he's happy to be there, and some people go in and go weak, strong, weak, (laughs) strong. Do you think Seattle Sadie did? I think Sadie's just like I think so. And this person can cook this, and this person can cook that. And I'm not saying that she even assigned them what they couldn't cook. No, because I think just, later on she says, I just wanted everybody to give a, right. to get a chance. So I think, but yeah. I definitely think she had sized people up and tried to give them what they could cook. And they had to choose between a quesadilla, okay. a chicken tendies, and meatloaf. Okay. Okay. Right? You, you, yes. And kind of right before that... They did something that does not bode well for a contestant. So Nico had her little package, like, presented, which showed... You know how I feel about gingers. Yeah, well, you love gingers. You know how I feel. Um, I just... I love gingers so much. So they show her, um, and they show that she is a very talented... Um, Irish dancer and I also love that she says something and she said that's how you say it in Irish as if that was its own language maybe it is Gaelic is the language but yeah but she she said Irish which kind of warmed my my cold cold I love the fact that um I think one of the reasons she got cast in the show because they they're all about heritage too they want somebody with a distinct heritage and she went Full on Irish heritage. She um, and what I I thought when this is if they did a Saturday and Saturday Night Live sketch about Master Chef Junior, um, Ellie Kemper would play <laughs> Nico. Like yeah. like yeah. because there is a shot of her in her audition tape. She's like, I like to Irish jig. I Irish jig everywhere. And then they just show her like Irish jigging around her house. I like know. in her little pink. She's so cute. She's so cute. And I and it, she has that Ellie Kemper energy of some of her characters where she's just like so positive and so forward. But she's and like so not self-aware, which is adorable. Uh, she's so cute. Yeah. And, you know, and the 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 beautiful thing is she's like i'm going to celebrate my irish heritage yes. in in this so then of course she decided to cook a or she got assigned a quesadilla <laughs> which <laughs> i would say yeah. <laughs> i would say she made the best possible irish quesadilla you possibly could absolutely we, like, <laughs> we love you, Nico, and your quesadilla. <laughs> it was, I, Chicken, and, a piece of cheese. <laughs> it was the best because I loved, too, she's like, I made the quesadilla like my grandfather uh-huh. likes quesadillas, and he likes chicken. And then, you know, I know she, Christina hold, holds the quesadilla up, and she's like, 
you can look through, <laughs> through it like it. a telescope. Yeah. We can see each other yeah. through this because the piece of chicken is so big. Yeah. And what she made was like a little chicken pita wrap. <laughs> yes, you're being very kind with that. Yes, that's what she did. Yeah. And um, and so that that was a little concerning that they showed her package because yes. sometimes that means, you know, Sometimes it, it means it, good things. Sometimes it means okay. What it foreshadowed her leaving in this case. Yeah. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Well, I think anyone listening to this has already seen the episode. Okay. <laughs> you and me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So then let's talk about the guy who has a really good knife skills, and he also looks as though. He had a special wardrobe. Oh my goodness. For the show. And he looks good. He looks real good. He also lives in a mansion. Yeah, he does. So two two contestants that live in a mansion. Um, and his name is Rash, Rashid. I thought Rashad. Rashad. His name is Rashad. And the thing that I liked about when... Um, like Gordon, I think it was Gordon came up to him and maybe gave him a little bit of feedback about timing. Because he got meatloaf. Yeah. And he decided to make his sides before he made his meatloaf. And Gordon's like, you only got a few minutes here. You should cook your meatloaf. Like it should be cooked all the way through. And which I, one of the things we should say about MasterChef too is unlike other shows, I think when they give feedback on MasterChef, they're trying to save Help. the contestants' bacon. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. They are and, trying to give them good sage advice. And, and they do it in a time where they can still save yes. themselves. Like, other shows do it like past the point. The ninth hour, and it's like, what am I going to do? It's a yeah. minute left. They're like, this doesn't taste like it has any salt in it. Shouldn't you have put salt in it 20 minutes ago? Yeah. And he's like, oh! And then know. they pour a whole right. shaker of Morton's right. on it. And in this one, I think he was like, you're doing, your priorities are wrong. You just need to think because none of these kids have cooked in a time crunch. Yeah. Because we always talk about beating, uh, beat Bobby Flay. He just knows how to manage that clock. Right. I mean, that's his thing. And none of these kids have that inherent skill of like, I know how to manage my time that perfectly that I can get everything done. So I think feedback on time management is key at this point, which I think Rashad could go far in the contest. I think he could too. It did worry me because then they showed his package as well. I know. And tell me more about that. Well, you know, it had my favorite line of the first two shows. (laughs) Which, what is is that? It was just Rashad. In his room, I'm assuming. I don't know for or sure. Or in like a, it was the ballroom of the mansion. It was like a playroom. <laughs> you know, it was like, he's like, well, this is my room and this is the room where I keep my toys. And so he had a a very large stuffed lion. And he and it said, looked like one of those fancy ones from Germany. Yeah, it was like a like stife. Like made out of mohair. It was stife. a stife. Yeah, it was right? a stife lion. Like life one of, size. Yeah, not quite life size, but yeah. big. Like a big. A cub. Bigger than like a beanie baby, but yeah. like a, a big lion. And he says, this is my lion until I get a real lion. <laughs> and I was like, you go, Rashad. Like and I, I 100% I, <laughs> believe if, Either he will change his mind about that lion down the road, if, or if he will have one. If he's smart, he will change his <laughs> yeah. mind about owning well, a lion. he seems like a smart young man, so I think he will change his mind. And he also listened to Gordon Ramsay's yes. advice. Which is and key. And got that meatloaf going, even though, I have to say, it looks super wet and gross. Like, they did a shot of the bowl, and it was like, why is yeah. that was, liquid white-ish? And it was it looks so disgusting to me. And I want to insert just a quick thing here because okay. they also showed Tallulah. <gasps> Tallulah, she speaks. I think I told you this already, and there'll be more about her in the second episode. But in the first episode, they just showed her, and I thought to myself. This looks just like the picture of Pepper that I saw when Pepper was in the sixth grade. It well, I didn't realize that because I, I at the time because I was like, oh, Tallulah, she's maybe a little bit of an introvert. She's very bright. Yep. Um, she was nervous. 
um, and adorable. Super and cute. And maybe a little big for her age, too. And I just had such a soft, soft heart feeling yeah. for her. She was tall for her age, and she has yeah, ponytails that's what I and mean. glasses. No, she had braids. Yeah. Like pigtails, she had braids, she had stri- she had a, like stuff going on. And when you said she looks like Pepper, I was like, oh my goodness. She looks so much like Pepper in the sixth, when I was in the sixth grade. And I was kind of going through my awkward stage. And I didn't necessarily fit in with the other kids. I hadn't really formed a bond with my best friend Snooky at that point. And then it just made me love Tallulah that much more. But Tallulah seems connected. She does. And I also love that she wasn't showboating the fact that she spoke French. She only spoke French because Borden had been told that she did. And they came up and and spoke with her in French. Yes. And to go back to Rashad for a second, he did receive tough feedback from Gordon Ramsay. Because Gordon Ramsay said... His meatloaf looked like something his bulldog would leave under the sofa. And what was that? I was like, what did, what does, like, okay, let's talk a little bit about Gordon Ramsay's household. Was that from the front end, the back end? I think it was hyperbole. Oh, okay. I think he was saying it looks like dog poop. Because remember, either either a last season or the season before... He said, I wouldn't feed this to my bulldog about a steak and then just threw it at a fire engine. <laughs> he was like, I reject yes. this. Because he loves his bulldog so yeah. much. Which was weird because it was one of those challenges where they're like, the firemen are great. And then Gordon Ramsay takes the steak and just wings it at a fire engine. Chucked it. He yeah. chucked it at a fire engine. And yeah. then I think he regretted it. But he did. <laughs> I like how you're in Gordon's brain. Well, he's like, he's like, I threw this and I agree that this is not a good steak and it was a very dramatic moment for the show, but I probably shouldn't have thrown it in a fire engine. Because that was disrespectful. That was disrespectful to the firemen. <laughs> who they were cooking some kind of... Special... Yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Okay, and then the next thing, Gordon asks Miguel, kind of in a... In a pointed way. Hmm. You're, are, what are those? Edible flowers? And then Gordon says, why don't you try? <laughs> These are my words, not Gordon. But why don't you try one of those? What do you think? Do you like them? And then, bless his heart, Miguel's like, yeah. Those, <laughs> those are pretty good. <laughs> Which kind of, that tickles me. So, then we say goodbye. Yeah. To Nico. I know. I and, know. And she was sweet, and um, she had a really cute package of leaving, and she's going to keep cooking, which I'm really glad yeah. about. And I have to say, I don't want to taste an Irish quesadilla, but I would have <laughs> liked... But you'd like to be your grandpa. Well, I would... <laughs> I would love for her to have been able to cook some actual Irish food. Yeah, because there are certain Irish dishes you really like. I do. I like Irish food. So I was like, I was kind of sad because it seemed like um, Irish versus quesadilla is a bad um, combo. Well, do you think that was Seattle Sadie plotting? I don't know. Okay. But but I have to say too, like I have a friend at work who is English. Yeah. And when he asked his parents one night what they were making, they said fajitas. And they were making fajitas. Yeah. And I think that there is a, still a disconnect between what is acceptable level Latin food in the United Kingdom versus what yeah. there is in the United States? Because I, I think see that. in the United States, I think our our standard is pretty high now, except for like Taco Bell. And yeah, all but that. a case. Come on, it's a quesadilla. Yeah, it's delicious, and so it was. But it it was a it was a yeah. bad Irish quesadilla. And then um, Miguel. Poor Miguel. I know. 
the, what made me so sad about Miguel is that it was it was emotional for him. It was. And so when when he got emotional, it was hard as a viewer. I got emotional. I too. got emotional too. Yeah. yeah. And I have to say, one of the things that we should say, at least in this first first episode of it, that's important is I love that Master Chef has two two kids leave at once. Yeah, because they have buddies. They then. have buddies. No one leaves alone. No one is the first person to leave. They leave in the first episode, but they're not the first person to leave. They're part of a team that leaves. Yeah. And you're not the worst ever. And I don't think either one of them would be the worst anyway. They're amazing. Yeah. And just the fact that they got what they got, because an Irish quesadilla is not a natural thing, leads to poor Miguel and poor, poor Nico. Well, the other thing with about um, Miguel was he was a little confused that they called his name, but... I understand why Gordon said, why don't you taste these mashed red taters? Yeah. Because um, I think that they had some work. Yeah. 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 They were undercooked. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's that's a real issue. And But still, you hate to see anyone go home in that first episode. Especially two, two kids as talented and cute as those kids. Yeah. You know. I do have to say a couple of things in the group of children that weren't um, that were called up to have another taste because they weren't so great. I loved uh, Mateo was called up, um, but what I loved was that Arone is really working on his like his connection with children, <laughs> and he called them little buddy in a, the most endearing way, which He's, I love that. Yeah. Um, and I, I also thought it was interesting. I love that. Um, the other thing I loved would Shannon called her chicken tender. She first said she had butterflies in her tummy and, and she said tummy. And then she said she called the chicken tenders tendies. Which that was what I was referring to earlier. And, and it was very cute. Very cute. She's, she's adorable. And I was interested, and I think we need to talk about this maybe in later uh, segments or episodes, Kyle um, was really surprised he was in the bottom. I know. And he <laughs> said that saffron is for special occasions because he used saffron. He, like, got the whole pantry going. I think he went lux. Isn't that <laughs> yes. the phrase where yes, it's like, oh, I, I went totally lux. I think he did, for sure. And Kyle... Kyle um, is also another one that seems like he's from a pretty well-off family. Man, yeah, he's he's another mansion and, mansion and, kid. And well, which is really interesting because I think um, this we talked about this in our preview episode, but um, the kids from families where they can eat widely, where they can um, eat at restaurants and they can eat out. And they have a travel. They have more exposure to they different. They have more exposure to different culinary cultures. like experiences. So they're going to do better. Yeah. Well, yes. I, I mean, mean, they just naturally. They're naturally going to do but better. What you also said, David, was um, skill. It is about skill because and learning. You, yeah. If you think about some past seasons, some of like. The one little girl who made it so far that I call Baby Snooky because she reminded me of my favorite um, or my best friend. Right. Um, she was from the like she was from down south. Didn't have a ton of um, exposure, but she made it very far because she had skill. Yep. And she knew. Yes. She listened and she learned. Well, we should start the second episode. Okay. And then we have not a cooking challenge, but a construction challenge, which is the cherry topped Sunday challenge. Yeah, it, it was super fun. So this is the second episode. Um, and so there it's also fun because we know the foreshadowing is the judges might get would you call it dumped on? <laughs> yeah, dumped on. Dumped on with the ingredients to a cherry sundae. Yeah, yeah. So well, banana split. I'm sorry. It's not a, a banana. Yeah, yeah, it was a banana split, but kind of seen difference. Um, so I don't think we have to spend a lot of time on this segment. 
except to like go through a couple of the our favorite things that happened during this this um segment. Um, and I have to say one one of my <laughs> okay. So before we get into that, there are, there are two contestants I want to talk a little bit more about, and those two folks are Ben and Sadie. Okay. So um. Before we get into the banana split challenge, we hear that Ben um, Ben's friends are lacrosse and tennis playing fifth graders. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and if you remember, Ben is the one who wants to also open a kid-friendly nightclub a sure. la Fat Daryl's. So, yes. Um, I just, we kind of talked about it a little, a little bit. Well, can I just say, when they set this up, and they're listing the ingredients of yeah. the challenge. They get to the cherry, and when they get to the cherry, the kids all applaud like it's a star. <laughs> like it, be, it is. <laughs> like be, it's the Beyonce of this banana yes, split. And then absolutely. someone whispers, and I couldn't tell who it was, oh my God, the cherry. Like one of the kids <laughs> is like, oh my God, the cherry's out. Like, so, I can't <laughs> believe we have cherries. Right. So, which I thought I was, feel the same way about s- s- certain cherries. Exactly. So, I thought that was super cute. But then what I thought was strange was Gordon Ramsay's like, I came up with this idea to shackle all your legs together. <laughs> which I thought was like weird. some kind of Baskin Robbins chain gang <laughs> prison <laughs> episode where the kids are all like, we're all chained together and we're making these Sundays. And it was a little weird. And they kept trying to justify it by justify it by having Arone say, like, that was a great idea for you to chain these kids together to teach them <laughs> teamwork. And a lesson and yeah. make it a banana <laughs> and I, split. And I'm like, it seems weird. Yeah, well, especially weird because poor little Ashley, we'll get to it in a, in a little bit, but poor little Ashley is like doing the splits because yeah. she's like on the chain gang. But, oh, David, when did Sadie talk about her celebrities? Um, I think that's coming up. I don't think it was okay. here, but okay. I think... I think that um, I think that one of the things that happened here that was was kind of interesting is one Matthew is sweet and this is one of the the parts and we like Matthew and, sweet yes yeah, so we like Matthew sweet <laughs> one but, of our first dates when we were babies yes exactly Matthew sweet girlfriend amazing <laughs> but um, Matthew is so sweet in this because. Kyle is like, well, he's on my team, and Matthew is enthusiastic. Oh my God! What about when Matthew is screaming in the cute, in the the best possible scream? Sprinkles, <laughs> he needs sprinkles. <laughs> and, I love him. Well, and also Kyle has like an almost religious realization about the perfection <laughs> of Sundays. He's like, oh my God, I finally get it about Sundays, and I'm like. Wow, this is crazy. I know. He's, so, he had that, like, this is what it needs to be. Oh. A Sunday. Yeah. So then they get through that pretty quickly because it's basically just an assembly challenge. It's not cooking. It's not, it's just teamwork, which is important. Yeah. I, I do have to say, though, one of the, like, one of the folks that we haven't really seen that much of, uh, of one of the, the, little kids who <laughs> I'm so surprised is Tal. I think his name is Tal because he has such a deep man voice. Yes. Like David, his voice is almost as deep as yours. Almost as deep and as you, mine. And you have like a deep, deep broadcast yes. voice. But not only does he have a really deep voice, he also gives the best sage advice. And a couple of things he says during this challenge is it's qual it's quality over quantity. And then he says, We can't let ourselves down. Yes. It's assembly line. And then I, my my note was, is he a grown man just wearing a baseball cap? Maybe he's maybe he's in disguise. It's he like one of those eighties movies <laughs> where like somebody's like, I'm an, a lady, I'm going to disguise a man. Maybe he's like yeah. a grown man who's like I can win Master Chef Junior. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 32. But I don't think he is. I think I he's th- just he's just a really you cute know what guy. I think, I think what I think you know who I think he is. Who's that? I think he's one of those guys that will make it very far 
that we, we talked about earlier, you don't see a lot of him in the earlier episodes, and then, like, he comes on full force. Yeah. So, well, let's wait and see. He's a wait and see. Yeah. Okay. He's a wait and see. And then we get to the next challenge, because the winners win, like, they only make eight Sundays, which seems like a very few Sundays to me, but I think they're very harsh in their judgment. Because they're like, the banana has to be split exactly. Like, they yeah. have all these things yeah. about like, what a banana split is. And basically, a banana split is a mushy banana with ice cream on it. Well, so. you don't like bananas, but kind of. But um, the one thing that I loved about the banana split challenge before we move on to the elimination challenge was when the kids got the chance, they pelted the judges with those sprinkles. The I sprinkles. Mean, it was, it was, it was like aggressive. a... It was like a riot was going on. It was like um, it was like uh, you know workers had revolted and no. against the ruling class. I don't know what was going on. Proletariats unite. Yeah, it was like every aggression they ever had against their parents was taken out on uh, Gordon Ramsay and Christina Tozzi. Well, more Aron and Gordon, I because you know Christina is a princess. They weren't trying. And, to... and her team won. Yeah, they so, were. They were like, well, yeah. she graciously allowed yeah. herself yeah. to be, to be part, pelted. <laughs> to be pelted by these as part of this punishment. So then they reveal the tub, the tank of lobsters. And the kids are like, whoa. They were squealing and screaming. And Gordon Ramsay lays it out and he basically says, Okay, kids, you have to murder this lobster. <laughs> no, actually, yes, that's true. Yes, yeah. and Aron tells them they have to kill the lobsters. Like Humanely. They're, like they're adults. Yeah. <laughs> and Humanely. They're like, ah! And then poor little Seattle Sadie's like, I'm a germaphobe. And Jaden's grossed out. But we have to say, too. Gordon Ramsay, I think they cut it out, but I think he told them it was lucky to kiss the lobster. Somebody must have said something about a kiss because there were a lot happening. Because Gordon Ramsay kissed his lobster when he took it out, and he's uh, like, it's, and then they were like, well, it's lucky to kiss the lobster. So I think, I think Gordon Ramsay said something, and they cut it out because then other people, other kids started kissing the lobsters that came out, yeah. and some did not. Well, yeah, and this is a little bit of foreshadowing, but Shannon and Thomas both kiss, kiss their lobbies. We'll call them lobbies because yeah. um, somebody did for luck. And one of them wasn't so lucky. It's true. And I have to say, this is where I started getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> so my notes are scribbly. So I don't have as many notes okay. past this point. Um, after the judging started for the lobster, my, my drinks, uh, I, the one note I wrote down. Okay. What is and I'm it? I'm going to say it is, uh, seafood doesn't like cheese. Okay. It doesn't usually. Right. And we will get to that, but I have to disagree with that a little bit because I think some seafood is okay with cream cheese. Yes. But, I agree with that. Yeah. Like shellfish, more shellfish, like, but, um, but I know you didn't take great notes and you were super sleepy. Yes. Because you work real hard. Um, <laughs> so a couple things to think about. Sure. Are, I'm thinking. Okay. Jaden in the pantry, helping the smaller children Cute. get equipment. Always one of my favorite moments in the show. Because he's like... I'll get that for you. I can get that. And Jaden is maybe another like sleeper contestant. Sure. Um, he's a sweetie, and he also made lobster ragoons. Yes. Which are fancy. Yum. And that's the I and I wanted to talk about that because that's about cream cheese with shellfish and delicious. Yeah, and he's a super cute guy. Okay, I, I agree. He's yeah, like, he's just like one of those kids that you're like, oh my God, I, I love him. And immediately, like you'd want to, I know you well enough to know you'd want to take him under your wing and like. Just hang out. And just like, hang whatever. out and cook or yeah, do whatever. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's a child that maybe looks older than he is, which is, I mean, it's tough to be a child that looks younger than you are, but it's also tough to be a child that looks older than you are. So that's right. Um Jaden give gets like ten stars from me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's so sweet. 
Um, one of the other things that I liked during the segment was that Aron. Yes. The um, judge. Yes. Wait. I think it's the judge. Maybe the contestant calls Gordon Ramsay Gordy. It was Aron Sanchez called Gordon well, Ramsay Gordy. No, I think it was Aaron. There was there's an Aaron and there's an Aron. Yeah, but Aron called Gordon. The judge Gordy. called. Yes, Gordy. Well, you know when we we uh, taped a test episode of this, I called Gordon Ramsay Gorgor Ram Ram. <laughs> Talk maybe later about your nickname of Bam Bam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll tell that in a later episode that why I'm called Bam Bam. But so anyway, I love that Aron called him Gordy, and it cute. made me love Aron even yes. that much more as a judge. And I, and I have to say, I think Aron Sanchez is feeling a little bit looser in this. This series than he has in the past. I think this format's good for him because I do think he has kids. And he loves kids. And he loves, like... Yeah, and he wants to support them and he's real positive. Yeah, I I like that too. And so, oh, we have a little bit of a tragedy. What's that? A brave, brave girl cut her hand. Oh my goodness. cuts her hand. And she's cute. She's got that... um, you, what did uh, Christina Tozzi say? The superpower. Yes. Uh, handkerchief on her head. I know her little kerchief. Yes, but the the other thing about Malia cutting her hand is Matthew, <laughs> who <laughs> who just melts me. I know. He's eight. There are other eight year olds, but he's like, he's a very like young. He's adorable. Eight. He tells Malia, "It's not over <laughs> until the." Happy sings, giving her like support. I know. I, it was so cute. Um, so we can <laughs> we can fast forward. Brielle says she hasn't been cooking. She's been cooking since she's been four. I think she's she's also another eight year old. So she's got a lot of experience. <laughs> four years. <laughs> um, Shannon is making lobster tacos. Yes. Uh-oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay, so then we've talked about. Um, oh, I think I was wrong about the the children that live in mansions. Okay, it's Kyle. Kyle. I said that. Yeah, you did. You said that earlier. I think I said it was a different child, but um, Kyle loves to travel and maybe likes to sail too because there were sailboats in that little package. Yeah, he has a dog named Brisket. Which is adorable. Right. Um, and both him and um, Rashad appear to live in mansions. Yes. And I have to say, they both appear to be very talented. Yes. And then we learn later that Kyle also says he's he, he doesn't make lobster very much. Maybe just once a month. I know. <laughs> month. That was funny. <laughs> Okay, so if we go to um, the judging of this, um, we have Malia who is first. Right. And if you remember, she cut her hand. She can't remember, but she like was a trooper. She went. She trooped. Yes. And she had the little um, bandana on. Adorable. And and Aron does a little taco dance, which makes me love him more and more as a judge. And asks if he can steal her presentation method, which is to use the exoskeleton of the lobster as a presentation device for her taco. I know. And then when he says that, she says to him, I don't think you like it. I think you love it. (laughs) (laughs) so cute very cute um and then we go to shannon and she's a little bit nervous about her lobster tacos it's a giant claw and shannon we saw a little bit uh, of a package on her too and her like varied background and i i loved shannon i love her yeah she's cute um and she but she did some carrot chips we have seattle sadie 
Which I'm keep I keep calling her Seattle Sadie because they will not let us forget she's from Seattle. I know, and, and we said we would mention this later in the show, but she said she would like to feed her food to Barbara Streisand and Neil Diamond. <laughs> okay, so I that was her celebrity <laughs> picks out of all like, celebrities. I was wondering, like. Did she listen to um, You Don't Bring Me Flowers Anymore with her Nana and her Papa? Like, Seattle Sadie, your references are, like, older than me. Like... They're a little out of date. Generations. Which makes me love her even more in her seriousness. She's very cute. (laughs) And then when we get to Seattle Sadie... We get a Gordon Ramsay fake out cliffhanger. Do you yes. want to talk about that a little bit? About the general yeah. th- thing. So he does the, oh my God, this is the worst attempt to be bad that I've ever tasted in my <laughs> <Yeah>. life. <laughs> so he'll build it up as if it's going to be the worst thing that he's ever tasted. And then circle back around to say, like, he would serve it in one of his own restaurants. Yeah. And there were other, like, fake outs before the commercial yeah. breaks. And I, ha- I I don't like them at all. No. But this Seattle Sadie fake out, it was like, oh, my gosh. I even had to write it down because it was like, David's going to want to talk about this fake out. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> and his, his um, feedback to her was, yeah... Maybe they're, my word's not his. That, that was a lot of mayo. But then he says, it's absolutely delicious. Right. Which is, it, you say disgusting, but it sounds like he's going to say disgusting. But he's saying delicious. Yeah. So I I, I said disgusting earlier, and I thought you were going to maybe talk about that. And, and, Call out that that's one of your things to say, yeah. like, there's disgusting and there's disgusting, and disgusting is a higher level of disgusting than disgusting. Okay, yeah, okay. So then we have Jaden, um, and he loves himself a lot of crab raccoons. <laughs> he just loves a he just loves crab raccoons, right? And I love that Christina gave him a lot of feedback. They were crunchy, but like it was, it was so good. Um, and Christina was so good with him. I, Jaden has my heart. He's cute. He's so cute, and he helps others. Well, and as I said, Jaden is one of those kids that I think you would like want to like mentor. You'd be like, oh my gosh, come with me. I wish and it was our whatever. neighbor. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like one you'd invite into your kitchen to be like, "Come cook with me. Yeah. We'd have so much fun." Yeah, I, I, he's a he was a nice, nice young man. Adorable. And then Brielle made pasta, which they kind of did a fake out with her because it seemed like they liked it, and right. then she was like in the bottom, so I was kind of confused mm-hmm. with that. Um, and then my Thomas, um. Sweet Thomas, I said he made a jalapeno roll. I know. He he just made too many jalapenos. It, well, and he struggled with time management. He too, did. He did. I think. Okay, so we have to talk about the fashionably plated Rashad. Yes. Because he makes jerk spice um, lobby, not yes. lobster. With good plate, his plating was like it was really he good. Really cares about aesthetics, and I think I think it was one of those things where it was like restaurant quality plating, which shows you've eaten at really good restaurants. Because like yeah, you know you've Instagrammed food if you're making food like that. Yeah, because he really knew how to plate that food, and and they certainly graded him up for his plating as well. Although it must have tasted delicious, it must have t- tasted delicious. And Aron, who has to always give like, but what? How do you? How does he say it? He's like, well, if I have to say one thing about this, I'd say, give me more broth. Because give it was me a more co- broth. It yeah. was a coconut broth. Um, and then Kyle. Who lives in a mansion. Love him. You can't, like, 
It's not his fault. Um, it's not his fault. Because <laughs> he makes lobster once a month. And he said that as if that wasn't like a big deal. Right. And there were other um, other children there that have never even like, they, they don't know what it is to cook a lobster. All they know is what Ted has told them on Chopped. Like, right. They have no personal experience with like lobster in right. any shape, way, or form. And Kyle cooks it every month, and he hides his lobby under some asparagus. I know. It was a weird plating. It was. I think there's a Gordon Ramsay that says you need to, like, if you have a, a deluxe ingredient, a really good ingredient, bring it out. Like, yeah. make it the star of the plate. Like, don't, yeah. don't hide it under a few sprigs of asparagus. Yeah. Like, let it be the star. Yeah. And, um, but... Kyle did a really good job cooking that asparagus. Yes. And Kyle knows what he's doing when he's cooking. Yes. It's not a, a, he's no joke. He's like a serious contender for this. Absolutely. I think Kyle, I think, I think they want to humble him a little bit and have him like, I don't, I don't think they'll ever have any of the kids like cook with government cheese like I I had or chitlins or anything like that but I do think they're gonna have the kids like just like the one they want to level the playing field that's sure. what I think um so we go to the judging yes the two best Seattle Sadie right is second best yeah how do you think she took that um, I think she took it well. Yeah. I think she, um, I think she's a strong contender for this and she was just happy not to be in the bottom. Cause when you get selected for those kind of things, you're not sure if you're on the top or the bottom. And I would say she was really happy that they enjoyed eating her food. Yeah. Especially in these early episodes, you just want to get through. Yeah. Like and you're you happy. want like some positive feedback. You want positive feedback, and you know Christina Tozzi smiles at you, and you're just a happy yeah. girl. <laughs> I would be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, if Christina Tozzi made me one of her funfetti cakes, right. I'd be over the moon. Right. I mean, because she uses like fake vanilla. I know it's a tangent, but. She makes her funfetti case with that weird McCormick's seasoning, fake vanilla flavor, because that's the flavor she she grew up on in Ohio. She's right. an Ohio girl. I know she's got those roots. She knows yeah. she knows the good stuff. So I love her. Um, okay, so she's second, and guess who's on top? Who? Malia. I know with her. Despite her injury, she's I overcome know. her injury and she's become a champion. A champion with lobster taco, I think. Yep. Yeah. So love, love Malaya. She's she's like powered through her injury, and I I think they maybe like gave her a little bit of leeway because her injury. Sp- but I think her dish was amazing. I think it was amazing because Arone did her talk his taco dance. For I know her. it was. That was pretty key. That whole segment was cute. Yeah. He's like, I don't do my taco dance for everyone, but I'm doing it for you. I know. And it was it was very, very touching. So we have to talk about the bottom three. So we have Thomas. Yes. We have Brielle. Yes. We have, or I'm sorry, it's more than three. We have Shannon. Mm-hmm. We have Kyle. Kyle. I know. But the thing that I liked about Thomas's being Thomas being in the bottom was my nugget Kyle or my nugget Matthew giving Thomas some sugar from up on the is it the balcony or the yeah. platform? He says, take deep breaths. I it's know. going to be okay. Which was one of the things I thought, like, oh, his parents are giving him good self-talk. Yeah, it was very sweet. He's like a just a lovely little little guy. I, know. I just love him. So, unfortunately, we see Shannon go. Yes. And we see Thomas go. Um, and Brielle is safe with her cheese on lobster. Yeah. And much like Nico, I would have liked to have seen Shannon do some of her own 
food. Yeah, from her because her package was amazing. Yeah, and her personality is great. But like they talk about like her heritage and her family, and yeah, it, it just didn't feel like the right challenge for Shannon. No, I agree, and yeah. you know, I mean, that's that's reality shows. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? Yeah. So anyway, I would say a really good. Um, First two episodes to the season. I think the casting's really good. Um, they have the little Matthew nugget that's in Pepper's heart. <laughs> um, they have some some uh, people. There are some kids that are great, and um, some ki- some children that are going to have good improvement. Yeah, and, and the big top is next week. Right, so we get the circus right away. Yeah. So that'll be fun too. So next week, circus time. Whoa. <laughs> Bye.